The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Welcome in to Red and Blue Smoke Week 11 edition. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as he does each and every week, Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. A little bit of a different show for you this week, as we will not have a Grub Talk segment. We're going to talk ball and get into the Ole Miss-Georgia top 10 matchup and also give you our picks for the week. Greg, good morning. How are we doing? Always good. Always good. Ready for another weekend. And uh, how about those Rebs, you know? surprising every week yeah i mean it was um i think it was kiffin that coined the phrase or maybe somebody else in the press conference coined the phrase of the cardiac kids they've been really good at closing games out in the fourth quarter defense stepped up got a stop when it needed and the offense down late in the fourth drives down gets the go-ahead score they're just a team right now, Greg, that just seems to be finding different ways to win ball games late when they are coin flips. And that's a lot of times when teams wither and uh, don't get it done. <clears throat> hint, hint, Texas A&M. But, um, yeah, just a just an impressive win again against a uh, – look, the record doesn't show it, but a, a really talented A&M roster. Yeah, I you know well I think Dark said in his, his post game uh, press conference he was like, you know whenever we were down four I mean we knew we were going to go down and score like and uh, it's nice to have that confidence and knowing you know you are going to score and you just hope that you don't leave enough time for them to uh, you know not either kick a tying field goal or a winning field goal so uh, I knew that he was kind of concerned like that but you know like I feel like. Uh, uh, I, um, whenever he was saying uh, he was all worried about it, I think Kiffin was talking about it. He's like, uh, I think Kiffin's like, dude, show some po- uh, positivity. Like, you know, because yeah. Dart said, oh, they're going to make the field goal. <laughs> We're going to, you know, we got to go to overtime. And like, you know, I just, I feel like I'm the same way. You know, I just felt like I'm Jackson Dart. I'm like, oh, great. So overtime. So I guess, do we need to get the ball first? You know, and uh, instead, just being positive and be like, hey, the D's going to step up and or we're going to make a play and block this field goal. So was the field goal blocked or was it? Just it was a... it was blocked. It was tipped. Uh, okay. Xavier uh, Harris. Nice. All, all six, seven of them, plus the wingspan, got a 
nice. kind of fingertip. And on that's it. what you got to do is you got to play every single play. You can't, you know, um, not you know leave it, um, leave leave it on the table out there. So uh, that was a big play by the uh, by him and the Revs defense. And um, I think I said it at the first of the year. I mean, like what I was looking forward to the most out of this year, if the uh, you know the Revs can finish games and. Uh, you know, they've uh, definitely done that in the fourth quarter. They've definitely been a, a solid four-quarter team. And uh, it was kind of funny uh, yesterday. I mean, the other day we were watching the a- the A&M game up here at LB's. We were open at one. So that was like start of the halftime. And uh, I was getting store stocked up, and my mom was doing jalapenos in the back. And it was the start of the fourth quarter, and we were up by 10. So my mom comes around, and she goes, what's the score? And I was like, oh, we're up by 10, start of the fourth quarter. She goes, okay, that's – that's good. I'll go back there and make some jalapenos. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll let you know if anything happens. And, uh, you know, she, you know, got dozed off in her, um, in her, in her work. And, uh, she goes, what's the score now? I go, Oh, we're down by four. And she goes, what the hell? And, uh, I was like, yeah, we're down by four mom. It's no big deal. You know, we got under control. We got the ball. And, uh, she goes, well, what that, what happened? I go, Oh, Juice ran out on the field and he didn't bring the tee back and we got penalized and uh, they took three points off the board. He ended up getting a fight with the other, uh, with the other dog, with a Texas A&M dog. And uh, it was just disastrous, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but we're, it's back under control. And I think we've got the ball at the 50 yard line and uh, we're about to score, but we might leave too much time for them to tie up the game. And she's like, well, I'm coming in there to watch now. And so she came in and watched last of the game. So it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I kind of told her. She was just like, why didn't juice return the tea? Like he normally does. So she's a big juice fan. She's a big juice fan. Who isn't at this point? I mean, make him the, yeah, I mean, mascot. I was at the basketball game and there was juice signs everywhere. And I'm like, man, I think we just need to roll with the, change the mascot. Uh, yeah. Officially make him the on-field mascot. I, look, Everybody loves dogs. Yeah, uh, especially know, a, a human-sized juice would be great. <laughs> I don't know if they need a plushie. Like, juice is good enough. He seems to be well, you know, well-mannered, and, and his temperament seems to be, you know, oh, conducive yeah. to being good with kids. I mean, labs are typically really good with kids. Um, well, uh, ju- juice is a properly bad dog, so uh, that's that's he's got really good pedigree, <laughs> so that's why. Yeah, um, that's why juice is so good. Yeah, so um, but yeah, just a uh, just another, you know, down to the wire win for Ole Miss. I, I think at this point, just a good team that just continues to find ways to win and and just grits it out. I, I know that that's big on on Kiffin and this staff. They talk about the mindset and just the demeanor of this team and how they're older, they're more experienced, and he, he seems to he mentions that he really likes this group and he likes coaching them. And it seems like a great mesh of current players, returning players and transfers. And everyone seems to be on the same page and pretty dialed into what they need to do. Um, Speaking of needing to be dialed in Greg Saturday, 6 PM central time ESPN Ole Miss at Georgia Sanford stadium. All eyes of college football will be on this one, Greg. You've got Kirk and you've got Chris Fowler on the call. You've got college game day in town. I mean, seems like probably one of the bigger games in Ole Miss football program history. And it just 
from my vantage point here, Greg, it's a free shot. No pressure. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, I just, uh, I, it, it's, uh, it's almost too good to be true. I, I literally looked at the schedule. I'm like, man, it'd be really cool if we got to like Georgia and we only lost one game. And then I, you know, uh, then I look at the schedule and then I see the, you know, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, and then Auburn. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know? Uh, but here we are. Uh, yeah. Why not, man? It's, uh, it's going to be, I mean, this is, this is why you come to, you know, to D1 programs. This is why you come to SCPC programs. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of guys that have been to uh, recruiting visits to Georgia and, you know, they've seen that culture and everything and probably wanted to build something here at Ole Miss very similar. So you're in the spot and you got a shot, you know, why not take it? But uh, you just got to stay in the moment. I mean, there's going to be a lot of hype around this game because, you know, I'm not, you know, saying that the SEC's down, but it's, you know, uh, it's kind of in that looks that way a little this year, but uh, still the SEC is the SEC and you are a bit one of the, if not the, the toughest conference to win on the road, either at home or whatnot. So just take your shot and see what happens. I just, you know, it's almost like you got to weather the storm in the first two quarters in the first half. You know, if you can establish the run, that'd be great. You know, we did kind of struggle with the run a little bit against A&M, but you know, we the the run game opened up when we got up to you know up tempo. So hopefully, you know, we have some uh, first down you know completions to where they, you know you can get the tempo going to where you can get that running game because it seems like the running game goes really really good whenever the you know the gas is you know down and there's no break you know being pushed. So uh, who knows, man? You just got to have a good game plan. I think Coach Kiffin's gonna you know, have that ready. And, uh, man, you just, you know, take a shot, man, but because but I don't know if you'll ever get this shot again. But I, I'm hoping they do, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think there are, there are going to be similar and or bigger games on the schedule for Ole Miss football in the future. I, I truly believe that, that the program's trajectory is what would, what do you soaring. Think the spread would, what would you think the spread would be if it was at Ole Miss this weekend? You think it'd be like seven, six and a half? Yeah, I'd probably say like six and a half, eight. Um, Ole Miss has been very good at home under Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I think they're twenty and two now in the last twenty-two. Um, yeah, the the splits on the road are very different. Um, I just <laughs> did a show this morning with uh, Brooks Austin. He works for Dogs Daily with Sports Illustrated. He uh has a, a phenomenal YouTube channel. If you're a uh, if you're a film junkie, if you love the X's and O stuff, he's your guy. He he gets on the whiteboard, he gets into it. Former college football player, he is all about that. And he um he threw that stat out to me about the yardage and points output on the road for Ole Miss is vastly different. And um yeah, I think you know home field advantage. I mean, Ole Miss has a true home field advantage now. I mean, the crowds have been awesome, and I think there's an actual identity and emphasis there on the crowd being a factor but yeah it'll be ninety thousand at sanford this will be their biggest game of the year their biggest home game of the year um and i I, to me i think it comes down to ole miss getting off to a quick start and sure you know what you know no no shit obviously you want to get out to a fast start (laughs) but i think on the on the road in particular you want to you know go down score first like you know basically the formula they had at Alabama before it all went to hell. 
get out, score, get some stops, and try to put some pressure on Georgia because all the pressure's on them. Um, they've been kind of lackluster at home this year. That's been kind of the the uh, the mantra for Georgia when I listen to national college football handicappers. They they talk about fading Georgia at home against the number and on the road. You know, tail them like they're gonna hammer somebody on the road. But right now, Greg, they are four ten and one against the spread in their last fifteen home games as a favorite. Um, this is the fewest amount of points um, that Georgia has been favored by this season. So I think Vegas and the national pundits think this will be their toughest test. And I think that it's probably gonna be right. I, I don't. I don't know. If I'm being completely honest, Greg, I I think Ole Miss is going to have to play a damn near perfect game, and Georgia's either going to have to make a ton of mistakes or have their C or B game for Ole Miss to have a shot here. Because I well, I also think those those numbers that you know Georgia's trying to cover are big numbers. I mean, they're that you know I sure think that, sure. You know, Vegas kind of, you know, fluffs it a little bit, you know, on them because they're of the talent level. And, you know, they haven't played anybody this year. I mean, you know, Florida's down. Uh, that was a really easy game. You know, Missouri was a little bit harder game this year. But, I mean, you know, it almost seems like they played to their, you know, level. But maybe their level isn't, you know, uh, like, the, like it was in the championship game against TCU. Because, I mean, like, I, man, that – almost think that team uh, could have probably beat some NFL teams. I mean, they were that – I mean, seriously. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe Georgia isn't on that level that they were on and, uh, you know, that, that everybody's improving. The NIL's catching up and everything. So, um, you know, they've got two injuries that are – you know, two uh, – that's, you know, going to affect their team. So, I mean, who knows, man. I just feel like if you can get a turnover quick – if you can get, you know, somehow, some way, um, um, you know, get, just stay in the game, you know, uh, obviously you would love just to, you know, take the ball and just march right down the field and go up seven, nothing and get a quick three and out and get the ball back, you know, because honestly, that's what we kind of did against A&M there for a little bit. You know, we were yeah a terrible, terrible hold, holding call away from 21 to nothing in that game. So I feel like, you know, that, that A&M game would be a whole different ball game, you know, if that holding call, I mean, I, man, you know, it is what it is on, you know, holding calls, but I mean, I think that was a terrible call. It's getting pretty ridiculous. Even the, even the announcers said something and the announcers were, were pro like A&M the whole time, you know, it seemed like, but um, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you don't make that call. You go up 21 to nothing and it's a totally different ball game. Uh, That's just uh, how it goes. I think the officials the last couple years and as someone never done college, you know, just done high school, but as someone who's officiated football games, I did it for 12 years. One of the, one of the first things and one thing that I always remembered that veteran experienced officials and supervisors always said that resonated with me throughout my career as an official, never look to make a call, never look for the holding call, never look for the pass interference. Yeah. You need to react. And I think that officials now are looking to throw flags. They are looking to make calls. And yeah, there were a couple that were pretty damn bad. I'm uh, the one on preschool well, was, I mean, was, was, it, was I, ridiculous. I, just, I mean, just that affects the game, you know, I mean, it really does. And it just, 
you don't know if their salaries are getting punt, you know, uh, pampered a little bit for making, you know, looking for stuff like that, you know, or they get a, you know, earplug that says, "Hey, look, if if Ole Miss goes down, they go up twenty-one to nothing. I mean, this is gonna be, you know, not gonna be a, a good game because I don't think AM will come back. You know, make sure yeah. they kick a field goal or something like that. But I mean, that's just there's so much money involved, and you know, there's so many casinos being built and so many bright lights in Vegas that. Um, you know, that electric bill always gets paid for a reason. So, uh, uh, so I don't know, man, I, you know, I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of money involved and, uh, you know, who knows if there's, uh, you know, stuff like that, but that was a really bad call and it really kind of changed the game because instead of going up 17 to nothing, they blocked the field goal, return it and it's 14, seven, it's a totally different ball game. So it is what it is, but yeah, you try not to think about stuff like that. Yeah, I think um, especially on Saturday, you you, got to be like this every game. You can't worry about the officials and what they're going to do. But Saturday in particular, um, I think this one is going to come down to, again, a fast start offensively and defensively. It seems like Pete Golding and and that staff have been pretty adamant about forcing people to have sustained drives and march on you. They played a lot of zone. They've sent pressure. They've disguised pressure. I, I I would prefer if I'm going to speak up here, give my uh <laughs> my very uneducated opinion on calling defenses. I would like for more pressure. Ole Miss seemed to have a ton of success last week when they really got after Max Johnson. And it seems like that's been kind of a trend all year. They did it on the road against Auburn when they really ramped it up came after Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. They had success. Carson Beck has gotten better as the year has gone on, Greg. He's really matured as a quarterback in the SEC. He's put up – he doesn't get a lot of credit. He's put up a lot of big numbers, and um, they've scored a lot of points. Uh, he's had his foot pushed, pushed up against the fire against Auburn, engineered a game-winning drive, did so again last week when they were down to Missouri, and that one looked like it could get a little squirrely. And um, even without Brock Bowers, they've been very efficient offensively. So I think Ole Miss is going to have to create some turnovers and uh, create some negative plays and get them behind the sticks early. Yeah, it just you got to who who knows you can get that turnover early and you can get that early touchdown and kind of take the game uh, take the crowd out of it because that's what we did whenever we beat Alabama at Alabama. I mean, you know, we got on them early and often. I know that miraculous tip and everything helped and everything but um you know you just gotta you know stay in the moment you know do your job and stay on your assignment and uh you know who knows i think they're gonna throw the ball a little bit more i mean that that trey harris is unstoppable i feel dude man he's he's been incredible and i mean those one-handed catches, he's missed like, games too i mean i mean that that uh catch where and like it literally looked like if you if he, he was running a straight line, he would step out of bounds, but somehow he adjusted his foot to stay in bounds. I mean, that was pretty sick. He has been incredible. I the quote went viral this week where in his conversation with Lane Kiffin before, you know, choosing to transfer to Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin asked him, Do you want to be a first round NFL receiver? And, you know, Trey Harris's, I think verbatim was his response was hell yeah. And 
I mean, he's put well, himself in a position. Imagine if we got the imagine if we got the Coleman kid that went to Florida <laughs> State. I mean, jeez. You get but Keon I don't Coleman. Think, I don't think if, Trey Harris beats that, but uh, be, uh, as the player that he is, if Coleman comes, maybe I don't. know. Yeah, the offense is completely different. I, he's a different receiver than Coleman, and you know, I just I, feel like this is what you're going to get with the NIL stuff. Like you're going to get, you know, yeah. guys, you know, making money. I mean, that's so what, that, you know, that's I, what I happened. I, for sure, uh, absolutely. Ole Miss had <laughs> allocated. Ole Miss had allocated resources elsewhere, and then. I mean, FSU raised the price big time. And I mean, Ole Miss just wasn't going to go that high. And that's, you know, the end of that. But yeah. I mean, the offense, look, right now, Greg, only power five program with three guys with 600 or more receiving yards. I, the dude, the, the ascension of both Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade has been so much fun. Uh, those two guys are huge pieces of this offense. And, I think Saturday Ole Miss is going to have to, you know, the the old saying in baseball, you pitch backwards. And I, I think that's what they're going to have to do. I think they're going to have to stretch the field, take some shots to open up that run game to get Judkins going because you, you cannot be one-dimensional against Kirby Smart in that defense. You got to be able to mix it up and you got to run on some passing downs. You got to pass on some running downs. You got to keep them guessing and – the back end for Georgia is really talented. The front seven, they're big, they're physical. They are talented as well, but they don't have the gaudy numbers that you would expect for a five-star front seven like Georgia. They, they, they're pretty low, and I think they're in the top 65 in tackles for loss, where Ole Miss is top 10. Ole Miss is top five in sacks. Georgia is, I believe, in like the 40s or 50s in sacks. Um so they, they can still get after you, and you know Kirby's going to have some stuff dialed up, but Kiffin will also have some stuff dialed up. I, I expect, look, I, with with ULM and Mississippi State remaining on the schedule, you empty the playbook this weekend. Because if you, if you need to save some stuff for ULM and Mississippi State, then you're in trouble. I don't think Ole Miss needs to. So this is the weekend when you just let it all hang out. Yeah, I just think if you just run your basic offense and just run like you run, I mean, I just feel like just on those first and second down, if you can get positive yardage to where you can get, you know, that uh, up tempo working, uh, it's just a totally different ball game with our with our offense because it it opens up that uh, uh, you know those those uh, back shoulders, uh, mm-hmm. you know the yeah. deep slant and the slant under the middle and stuff like that. So. Um, it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can work something out and just uh, have one more point than Georgia this weekend. So, what do you think about the game? Um, I, I kind of have an idea of where I'm settling. I'm still, I'm still running some beta, doing some more research, but I kind of have a good idea of where I think this one ends up. What's your take on Saturday? Um, you know, like honestly, if we, I feel like the under uh, might be a good play because I feel like it might be kind of a slobber knock of a game you know uh if we can both continue to run the ball and you know control the clock you got a uh score prediction or anything or you want to do that uh 31 24 maybe okay georgia i'm assuming no i'll take it i'll take the reps by a touch okay okay um, I mean, I'm, I mean, I've, I'm, I've made it this far, and they've made me a believer, <laughs> so I might as well, you know, yeah. go down with the ship. 
Look, I don't think it would. I don't think it would be the craziest thing if Ole Miss were to win. I I think that gets overshadowed a lot because of the, you know, Georgia hasn't lost a home game since 2019, and they're two-time defending champs, and they're that's all deserved. Uh, They are the program in college football, but yeah, Ole Miss is a good team. They're a top ten program for a reason. If Ole Miss were to go in there and beat Georgia, I mean, it it wouldn't be a fluke. Yeah, we're um, definitely going eleven and one and uh missing out on the playoffs and uh Kiffin probably <laughs> But that's but that's fine. Yeah, it, is what it, it, is. it would it would suck, but it, it wouldn't be I mean it'd be the best season in program history. You'd have a chance to win twelve games for the first time ever after winning eleven games for the first time ever. So not the worst yeah. thing. I'm no, gonna go not. I'm gonna go thirty six twenty four, Georgia. At the end of the day, I, I think they're going to eventually lean on Dejon Edwards and that offensive line in the run game. And I think they're going to run right at Ole Miss teams have had success doing that at times. Um, as good as the front seven has been creating pressure and getting after quarterbacks. I think they still struggle. They're still missing one or two guys to really shut down that a and B gap. When, when teams are running at you, I, I think Georgia's starting to get into death star mode here. So I think a you know anywhere from like a twelve to fourteen point loss is is where this one is headed. But again, I if you're Ole Miss, like just just go out and compete, have fun, and just stay healthy, and you're you're right where you're where you should be, and where you think you should be, and where you know eight and two heading into the final two games. I mean that's that's as good as you can get, right? For sure, and especially if you're going to get a really good bowl, and uh, you just you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like Lane's like instilled the mentality of like, you know, we have to win every single game, you know, and if we don't, you know, we, we don't control our destiny. So, I mean, who knows, man? I mean, you know, I feel like if, if Georgia does get up, you know, early 14, nothing, you know, you got to get back, get a drive established and get back, you know, 14, seven, but you know, it might can get ugly quick because Georgia is, you know, tough at home and uh, they've won how many games at home and how many I, I'm trying to think. Their loss last game they lost was uh, South Carolina must champ wasn't that I think so yeah yeah I mean what I was know. that like I... ten years was that ten years ago <laughs> I twenty nineteen I mean um, I'm just I'm you know, yeah just facetious, it's, fun, but, it's yeah it's funny because Kiffin said that he he would love to pick Muschamp's brain on what he did that that got him that win but Muschamp's on the Georgia staff so he can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it yeah, it's, it's, like it's, all, uh, he's got all his angles covered. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, again, all the eyes of college football will be on this one. That doesn't happen very often for Ole Miss, so enjoy it, relish it. And um, for those going to Athens, be safe, have fun. It's a phenomenal college town. I'm excited to get there on Friday. It's going to be a, a ton of fun. So Let's hit, uh, let's hit the break. On the other side, we are going to get into picks. Like I said, no grub talk this week. If you want to hear some Georgia cuisine, go back and listen to the Georgia Tech episode. We got in pretty deep on uh, yeah, I some, mean, what was Georgia that, food uh, talk. What was the strip club that had the best wings? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, what was ma- the best wings? In my bad. <laughs> is it Magic City? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I shouldn't have named. What, who had the best wings? Oh, yeah, it was that strip club. Yeah, that's allegedly. I've never been. I don't think Greg has either. But well, I'm allegedly, going. They I'm did. going. I've, 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 I've got. It. I only remember the good stuff. I promise. Uh, so hang tight. Quick break. Word from the sponsors on the other side. We'll get into our picks for Week Eleven. 
The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. 
podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. All right, SEC football week 11. Let's kick it off 11 a.m. ESPN. Number eight, Alabama traveling to Lexington at K. Roger. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, Greg. I think Alabama mauls them. I'm laying the points here. Yeah, I love Kentucky and love being in Lexington and love my horses, but uh, the football team is just not – I think they're ready for basketball season. I mean, Alabama is cooking right now. They have figured out what they're doing with Jalen Milrow, and they have an identity now, and they are dangerous because Nick Saban knows they have to win out to get to the college football playoff. If they win out and then lose in the SEC championship game to Georgia, they will not get into the playoffs. So they are – we talk about Georgia being in Death Star mode. I mean, that's what Alabama's getting in now. I'm laying the 10.5. I I think this is a route. Oh, yeah. I think Georgia wins by two touchdowns easy. All right. I mean, uh, I mean Alabama. Yeah. I got Georgia. I got Georgia. I got I got uh, Georgia in my head. Georgia on your mind. Like, uh, is that Charles? No. Yeah, maybe. Or Smokey Robinson. Who is that? Georgia on my mind. Yeah, it is Ray Charles. Okay. Shout out to, okay. uh, shout out to Ray. Um, all right. Also at 11 a.m. SEC Network, Vandy at South Carolina, Williams Bryce Stadium. The claw will be rocking. I feel safe in saying that. Look, even though they are bad, that fan base shows out regardless. And I think they will be fired up because they got a dub last week against Jacksonville State. They have a shot at getting to a bowl game. I think Beamer is going to be locked in on that, getting to the postseason keeping some momentum going to keep that recruiting momentum going that they've had. They've been recruiting at a high level and Vandy's just flat out bad. I I think Spencer Rattler has a career day and just lights them up. I I don't know if you saw this, Greg Spencer Rattler has thrown for over 10,000 yards in his career. Wow. And that was one. uh, Didn't he not play one season? Uh, let me have to look up the career numbers. I mean, he played. I thought he like lost his job at Oklahoma and like he like watched. Let's like see, 10, 12, ten games. He played seven games his first year, or excuse me. Uh, no, that's yeah. He didn't play a lot his first year at Oklahoma. Just seven for eleven throwing that season. Then he played two full seasons at Oklahoma, and then now he's two full seasons at South Carolina. Um. Dude, that's crazy. Over 10K. I don't care where you play or who you are. That's a lot of that's a lot of yards. Yeah, I he's just, probably got one more year of eligibility, too, probably. Uh, he might. <laughs> might have a COVID year. Dude, that's, funny. that's when people ask me, they're like, does so-and-so have a COVID year? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I probably. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, um, yeah, my I, mom's like, so is um the guy that did really good. What's his name? Harris? I was like, yes, ma'am. She's she's like, is he coming back next year? I was like, you know, mom, I don't know, you know, because Alabama could probably offer him a million dollars and he'd be gone. She'd be like, well, that's not fair. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a lot of things you should realize with your age, the way you've got made it this far there. And there's a lot of things in life that aren't fair. 
<laughs> like taxes. Yeah, I, I, he's either he's either coming back to Ole Miss and getting a lot of NIL, or he's going to the NFL. I think he's going to the NFL. But going back to the Gamecocks here, I, Vandy's just not good. Um, yeah, they were spunky I'm, I'm at home last you. week against Auburn, but fell flat on their face. Yeah, give me the Gamecocks. I'm laying the 13 and a half. Oh, yeah, they'll easily win by this. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, around the SEC, we have got 230 CBS, the other big one in the conference. Number 13, Tennessee, at number 14, Missouri. This one could get interesting. I saw yesterday um, Luther Burden, the all-everything freshman wideout for Missouri, who was outstanding last week against Georgia and um, has been just phenomenal all year. He is questionable. Um, I, I would think he's probably going to play. Um, but right now, Tennessee's favored. I'm seeing one. I'm seeing one and a half. I still like Missouri to win outright. I don't think Tennessee can keep pace offensively with Missouri because Missouri still has Theo Weiss. They've still got a good run game. Brady Cook has been playing really well as a quarterback in the SEC. I like the Tigers at home at Faro Field in Columbia. Give me the uh, Tigers outright. Yeah, I think you might be on to something, Missouri. They're get, they're sneaky, you know. Uh, they're pretty good. A, a pretty solid uh, program in the conference. I mean, they're everybody, definitely – Everybody likes to make fun of Drinkwitz and call him a, a nerd and a goober, and that's probably true, but that's that's a good football team. He's done a good job this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, maybe well, maybe we can weasel out a, a – in the in the uh in their uh kicker a hefty guy, yeah he's the they they got a thicker kicker there. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the thicker kicker. I like him. Dude, he boomed one against Kansas State to bail him out earlier in the year. Um, all right, three o'clock SEC Network Auburn at Arkansas. Okay, don't let me down, Hogs. I was counting you out. I had y'all on quit watch. You guys get it done in the swamp. That was their first win ever in Gainesville, Greg. Um, it's amazing what a new coordinator and, and, and fresh, fresh, you know. <laughs> it's I, mean, life. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, that's how it, how it goes sometimes with teams. I, I, that, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Whenever a coordinator or somebody, it just feels like, you know, maybe the team stepped up and were like, hey, look, this, this is what's going on. So, and they played great last week. I mean, I know Florida's – not the you know t- you know toughest tool in the tool shed, but um, at at, Flo- at home they are. So uh, yeah, definitely give some shout out to Arkansas. Yeah, I think Florida little little Dennis Green action here. They are who they thought we they are who we thought they were type deal. I didn't think they were very good. They've and we let flashed. them off the hook. <laughs> let them off the hook. Yeah, they flashed a couple <laughs> times. Um, but yeah, I I like Arkansas at home. I, I think. Sam Pittman is one of the best dudes in college football. Um, I have never personally met him, but I know people that have and talk to him every year at media days and they love the guy. Like they say yeah. he is awesome. And I think the fans at Arkansas like him. They want him to succeed. I think there's going to be a big crowd. <laughs> It'll be a big crowd, good weather. Um, and again, I just don't think Auburn is, worth a damn so i'm taking the hogs here so give me yeah, arkansas like lay the points i'm with you let's roll i love the hogs all right another big one not as juicy as tennessee missouri or Ole Miss, georgia but florida travels to lsu both teams looking to bounce back here florida 
losing to Arkansas at home <clears throat> and LSU on the road, losing to Alabama. Jane Daniels, I haven't seen much about him this week. I assume that means he will be playing. Took a big shot from Dallas Turner in that game last week against Bama. Got shook up a bit. If now, he how plays, was that not, how was that not targeting? Like seriously, like I, I just, I so uh, I thought it was. I, if that's not targeting, then just remove targeting from the rule book and don't do it because that I mean, was targeting. Guy, he almost broke his jaw, and the kid had a helmet on. I mean. I mean, it was to the head or neck area, and he drove him into the ground. That's the thing I mean, for quarterbacks is when you drive them into the ground, that's when you throw the flag. Um, I mean, I, I've seen a, I've seen a, uh, a, a rough in the passer like the guy like accidentally hit the guy in the helmet with his hand, and they called it. I mean, it was like the most like, you know, just and it's man, I don't know. They got it. They got to uh, make make that rule a little bit better. And they ha- another thing is like whenever they do call it, like it's so hard to literally be like, all right, man, you're kicked out of the game. See ya. You know, it's just like uh, it's just they're trying to play the game in aggressive mode and everything. But whenever yeah. it's blatant like that, like come on, that, I mean, you gotta you gotta pull the trigger. You gotta regardless if it's in Tuscaloosa and you don't get the hundred dollar handshake from saving after the game, regardless of the situation, you've got to pull, you know, pull the flag out and say that's targeting. Yeah, that's brutal. So my thing on this game is, I know LSU is going to score, but can they stop Florida? Because Graham Mertz has has done some things this year. He led a big time comeback against South Carolina, who also has a bad defense. It is in Death Valley at night, but this game is always weird. It's a rivalry game. I'm going to take Florida to cover. Give me those points. But I think LSU wins. I'm going to take LSU. I think they roll. I, I, they're just a different team at home. I, and uh, I just don't think – not a believer in um, uh, whatever his name that coaches Florida's uh, football team. I'm Napier, not yeah. Yeah. I'm not – I mean, I feel like they're going to hire uh, Dabo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> – Stuffing stuff out there. I know Tyler from Spartanburg is a lot happier uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I I still think that was a that was a stunt. I think that was a bit. I don't think I that mean, was a real yeah, person. Yeah, for sure. And he took the bait so bad. It was kind of funny. All right, final game. ESPN two six thirty. This is for all you sickos out there. Mississippi State at A and M. Kyle Field. That place will be berserk. I've been there at night. It is loud. It is the real deal. And Mississippi State just cannot score. Um, give me AM. Uh it, it may not be a route. It may not be pretty, but I like the Aggies and that talented bunch. I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay them. I'm seeing 18 and a half. I, I think AM could get wow. after some ass here. I Max Johnson yeah, is they're really is, good. They're really good at beating terrible teams. That's true. That is that is their calling card. Um, I had heard some rumors that Max Johnson might have cracked or broken some ribs, so that's something to keep an eye on. I don't even know who their quarterback would be because Wegman's out for the year. Um, so shit, I, I would just looking give at that, their. Give the, I would just do the Wildcat and give it to number zero every time. Good lord, that guy. Yeah, dude, bad. he's yeah. Nia Smith is real deal. Um. So let's see. Oh, expected to be full go. That is uh, the latest from uh, 
all Aggies well, the thing about on Max Sports Johnson Illustrated. Was like he was always like falling backwards and throwing. Yes, dude, he was and throwing like, pop flies the whole like, game. It was literally just like an open invitation, just like for the guy to land on your ribs, you know, because you, I mean, you're falling back unless you like, you know, try to brace yourself with your, you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's like the most open um, to, you know, exposure to your ribs that you can do. It's pretty, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he tried to throw like four interceptions in that game. If Ole Miss could haul some in, they would have uh, wrapped that one up quicker than they did. But um, yeah, I, I like the Aggies, especially if he's full go. I, I just think they're just going to be too talented, too physical up front for, Mississippi State to do much of anything. Yeah. So, I, lay the I points. Definitely yeah, definitely. I also will say it's funny how the last, like our last games, like so the LSU game, we dropped an interception to seal the game. And then the AM game. Yeah. Same guy, too. Deshaun Gaddy. Deshaun Gaddy, he has to have some nightmares about these drop picks. And oh, man. You wake know, up in a, like, wake up in a pool of sweat. And- yeah, he's like, hey, man, let me buy you a burger. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so Greg is calling for the upset in Athens. He thinks the Rebs get it done. I think it's going to be a damn good game, but at the end, Georgia comes out with the win. Either way, we're both predicting a fun one. ESPN, college game day, Kirk, Chris Fowler. It's going to be, as the kids say, a movie. It'll be a lot of fun. If you're traveling, be safe. Don't be an asshole. Behave yourself out there, and you'll have a good time in Athens. But, uh, Greg, as always, appreciate you each and every week. Tell the folks what you got behind the glass at LB's this week. Man, we have got some fresh fish. I got some salmon. I got some tuna. I got some redfish and some snapper. So, we got plenty of fish coming in this weekend. Uh, the lane trains, uh, we got plenty of lane trains. Mama said don't run out of lane trains. So, we hadn't run out of lane trains yet, so – uh, I guess I'm uh, not fired until I run out of lane trains. So, um, other than that, you know, I'm making some sausage. I'm making some ribeye sausage, some spicy ribeye sausage. Um, made a batch of boudin likes last week that uh, is not bland, so it's got a little kick to it. So be careful if uh, if you don't like spicy because the boudin is spicy. Um, man, just uh, you know, a, a normal routine. Uh, you know, we'll be open regular hours this weekend. Uh, we got the uh, 10 to 6 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then 1 to 6 on Sunday. We got the lane trains, 2 for 20 on Sunday. We've got the Philly cheesesteaks on Friday. We got that back in the uh, the game plan. So, yeah, you can come in and get you a Philly cheesesteak and a couple lane trains, a couple twice-baked potatoes, and some stuffed mushrooms, and maybe a link of sausage. And you got your meal for, the, uh, for Saturday night, and uh, you really don't have to leave the house. So, uh, why not stay in your pajamas and uh, watch the Rebs uh, win uh, in Athens and maybe videotape it and everybody, they do a collage like whenever we won the national championship. Yeah, of all, absolutely. All the people celebrating beating Georgia. That'd be great. All right, that'll do it for Red and Blue Smoke Week 11. As Greg said, go see him, 2008 University Avenue. Get you some meat. Grill out just all day. You got all day to stew. Yeah, and the weather's supposed to be really good. Weather's supposed to be really good, I think. Yeah, I hope that the rain holds off. I need to check the forecast again. I checked it on, like, Monday or Tuesday, and it was calling for some showers. I really hope not, because if it rains, I think that bodes well for Georgia. But we'll see. And, and look, I would just like to not sit in the rain for a game. So 
Um, we will be back next week. More red and blue smoke. Also, stay locked in at omspirit.com. We've got podcasts all week. We've got coverage of the game leading up to Saturday, 6 p.m. Central ESPN. Ole Miss, number nine Ole Miss at number two Georgia. Until next week, for Greg, I'm Zach. This has been Red and Blue Smoke. We out.